prophetic infusion. Our theme is Obedience Matters. God isn't always glitzy and glamorous. Prophetic infusion. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Grace and peace be multiplied unto everyone from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I count it an honor and a privilege to be able to sit in the midst of God's beautiful people on today. Oh, I'm trying to get myself together because just the opening prayer alone has me like ready to go up and go in. Thank you, Lord. Yes, God. And so, Yes, Lord. And so um, we're talking about obedience matters. Amen. And this is a prophetic infusion. I honor um, Prophetess Gaines for allowing me the opportunity to share on her platform. Amen. I don't take it lightly. Glory to God. I thank God because I see my husband is on. Hallelujah. And I honor him. Um, as the man of God that he is uh, in my life. Amen. And so I see some other familiar faces, but I'm going to just try to stay focused. Um, but again, thank you all so much for um, sharing with us today. And I pray that the Lord would indeed um, infuse us today. Uh, my prayer has been that by the time we finish with this, that um, God would just thrust us into another dimension of obedience. Um, in scripture, it tells us that even Jesus had to learn obedience through the things that he suffered. So he was very much divine, right? Um, but yet there was the human side of him that was able to relate to and um, it that would allow him to be an example for us. Amen. And so even he had to learn obedience through his suffering. Hence, Obedience is not always glitz and glamorous, amen, because there is a suffering. And, and in that uh, word learning, I looked that word up and it means to practice. It means to exercise. So he had to learn through his practice, hallelujah, through his exercising of obedience. And so will we have to learn the same thing. Amen. And so I'm just going to open up in a quick word of prayer and then I'm going to dive in. I do have some notes. Hallelujah. But at the same time, because I am a prophet um, and I do want uh, the, the prophetic to go forth in whatever way God sees fit, um, we're going to move right in. And I, I just want to preface by saying as well, if personal prophecy is given on today, praise the Lord. But if not, his word is a sure word of prophecy. And all you have to do is grab a hold to it and apply it to your life. Amen. And so we're just going to go with God on today. So, Father, we honor you and we thank you. Yes, Lord. I thank you that I sense your presence, God, even now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, I decrease, hallelujah, even now that your spirit, your power, God, hallelujah, would increase in me, God. I realize that it is not by might or power, but it is by your spirit. And so, Father, I yield my members, God, every part of me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I yield, hallelujah, fully. I yield totally. I yield completely unto you. You. Have your way. Speak how you want to speak. Say what you want to say, oh God. Do what you want to do, and we will be forever careful to give you all glory, honor, and praise. Father, those that are on, hallelujah, that are sitting in the midst and that they will watch the replay, God, we pray, Father, that you infuse them, God, hallelujah, with faith and God with even another dimension of obedience unto you, oh God, a radical obedience, Lord God, hallelujah, that they will, uh, God, move forward quickly 
publicly, God, in the things that you are saying. And so, God, I count it an honor and a privilege to be your vessel. Take my mouth, Father, speak through me, God. I have my notes. I've done my part. But now, Father, I yield to you for you to do the rest and for you to get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. And so we're talking about obedience matters and obedience does matter. Hallelujah. It matters for more re reasons than one. And we're going to look um, and as we go through some of the scripture, we're going to see how obedience is a blessing to us. And there are promises that are attached to obedience. However, there are curses that are attached to disobedience. And so I want to my prayer has been God help me to give a balanced word. Right. So that we're not too far you know, talking about the blessings, the blessings, the blessings that we don't understand that there are also consequences should we not obey. And even with the blessings, hallelujah, there is a process, glory to God, and it is not always glitz and glamorous. And so um, I looked up the word obedience and according to Oxford Dictionary, it says obedience is compliance with an order, request or law. Obedience is compliance with an order, request, or law, or it is submission to another's authority, okay? That's the Oxford Dictionary. So then I did a search in my Bible app, and I looked up two words. I looked up the word obey, and then I looked up the word obedience, right? And so when I looked up the word um, obey, um, in the Hebrew. So more times than not, we will see that word obey in the Old Testament, right? And so the, the Hebrew meaning of the word is uh, Shema. And I hope I'm saying that right. I, I tried to practice it. All right. But that word obey, it means to hear, to listen to, and to obey. All right. So when we see the word obey, in Old Testament, right? More times than not, it is uh, meaning to hear, to listen, and to obey, all right? So not only are we hearing, not only are we listening, but then there's the action of the actual obedience that is attributed to that word, okay? The Strong's definition, to hear intelligently, often with implication of, of attention, all right? To hear intelligently, often with the implication of attention. And again, we're to obedience. So again, we're talking about obey. So for instance, in Genesis 3 and 8, it says they heard, talking about Adam and Eve, they heard the voice of God walking in the cool of the day, all right? So when we're talking about obeying, remember it said to hear, so when they heard, right, that that had the same connotation. That had the same meaning. Okay. Um, another word for obey, hearken, to understand, and to yield to. Okay. So then when I looked up that same word, obey, in the New Testament, I don't even want to try to say it, but <laughs> it meant also to obey. However. It was in regards to a ruler or a superior, okay? So we have Old Testament obedience related to hearing, listening, and obeying. And then okay, we have- Okay, what we- um, Obey. Um, if you guys- Come on, let's go get what you want to say. 
If you could mute as you come in, God bless you and welcome. All right, so we went through what the word obedience mean. And so um, when that word obey in the New Testament, one of the scriptures that I wrote down here was Acts 5 and 29. When, when Peter and the disciples, or I could call them the apostles, they was asking, are we to obey God or are we to obey man? All right. And basically what you're going to do is you're going to obey God. So the definition to be persuaded by a ruler to submit to authority, to conform to advice, hearkening to obey. I thought that word conform was powerful in that definition of obey, because even in Romans, it tells us to be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. But when we're talking about obedience, it is likening to being conformed to the instruction that is given. All right. So those are um, some of our definitions of obedience. Obedience has been talked about literally from the beginning to the end of the Bible. Okay. All throughout the Bible, we are seeing people who are being presented, amen, with instructions, with, and I would also like to say with opportunities, hallelujah, to obey God, amen. So right from the beginning in Genesis 2, I'll give some, some examples and I'll even share some life examples, but I want to give the word of God, amen, because even as we talk about prophecy, it needs to line up with the word. And so my prayer is that you will find yourself somewhere in the midst Amen. And you will understand what the next thing it is for you to do in your uh, in your acts of obedience. So in Genesis, right, Adam and Eve. First example, really, of disobedience because they disobeyed God. They didn't do what he told. And notice that in that obedience, they had the choice to obey. Right. So he put the parameters out there. He told them what it was that they had access to and what he would prefer for them not, the tree that he did not want them to eat from. Yet and still, he, put, he didn't put any type of, uh, any other type of boundaries or let's say, for instance, fences are, he didn't put it under lock and key, right? So you have a choice on whether you are to obey. But I like to say at the same time, and as much as he gives us a choice, there are times when, when he will allow situations and circumstances to begin to happen in such a way that baby, you gonna make his choice. <laughs> You're going to choose what God wants you to choose in obedience to him, all right? So they disobeyed. And what were the results of their disobedience? We're still feeling some of the effects of that today. Come on, women, when we go into child labor, we're still experiencing some of that today. They were kicked out of the place that God had provided for them. Why? Because they allowed another voice. Oh, God, I'm getting ahead of myself. Because they allowed another voice to come in and usurp the voice of God who had given them instruction. All right. So I look at obedience as a test of faith as well as our love for God. It's a test of faith because a lot of times we're going to have to obey God without having the ABC one, two, three. We're not going to have all of the details, right? So it's going to be a test of faith. There is going to be some element of the unknown 
but the expectation is still there that you're going to obey anyway, right? And then even in John 15, 14 and 15, Jesus said, if we love him, we will keep his commands. So that's why I say obedience is not just um, about our faith, but it is also about our love. Do you love him enough that you will obey him when you don't have all of the instructions, when you don't have all of the understanding, when you feel like it makes no sense at all? Who said it had to make sense for you to obey him? He never said that. He never said that it had to make sense. Most times when we look in the Bible, it goes against logic. It goes against what our finite minds, right, would try to conjure up or come up with as it relates to obedience. And we're going to see some of that as we continue on. All right. So I want you to keep in mind that when we're talking about obedience, we're going to be seeing faith where faith is tested. And we're going to also, and I want you to remember when I thought, when I saw that obedience matters, it's a matter of the heart. Do you obey God? Hallelujah. To the point where you are willing to forsake anything and everything. Hallelujah. As a action or as an example of how much you love him. Because I promise you, <laughs> as you walk with him, there are going to be times when he's going to check to see who you love. Do you love what I promised you, Abraham, or do you really love me? Because when I ask for it back, are you willing to give it to me? Do you love me enough that if I tell you, Abraham, get away from your family, get away from everything that you know and you love and go to a place, I will show you. Do you love me enough that you'll go? And what I have come to learn in my um, experience and walking in obedience with God is he takes us and I'm going to say levels. He takes us through levels. To increase our faith, increase our love, but also to increase the opportunities that he's given us to learn, practice, exercise, obedience. All right. So let's roll. OK. In. Uh, we already talked about Adam and Eve in Genesis. All right. And before I go to where well, I could go to Noah next, because Noah, right. He was told to build an ark. Had it been done before? Mm -mm. Did it make him look crazy? Mm -hmm. But did he obey God? Mm -hmm. And so what was the end result of that? It saved him and his family. So point your obedience isn't just about you okay. your obedience is not just about you and even as we begin to look at abraham we're beneficiaries of abraham's obedience to this very day because he obeyed god was it glitz and glamorous no but does obedience matter absolutely so Noah obeyed God. Think about the ridicule that he must have gone through. What are you doing? Like, this don't even make sense. Like, what, what? I mean, really? Why? Why are you doing this? Because God said so. And so he obeyed God. And when the flood came, he and his family were saved. Can you be, can, oh, Jesus, 
can your obedience be an ark of safety? For someone. Can your obedience to God be an ark of safety for someone? Can it save someone's life? Can it save a nation of people that are watching you? Because you say you love God. You say you live for God. Well, let me check your obedience. Because that's going to prove to me just how much you love him. Okay. I'm going to keep moving. Abraham, come here, Abraham. In Genesis 12, 1 through 4, Abraham was promised a nation, but it was contingent. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It was contingent on, upon his obedience. A lot of times we're looking for the promises. We're looking for the results, but it's contingent upon the acts of obedience. Are we doing what God has asked us to do? Because if you're looking for the rewards of obedience, but you have not obeyed, stop looking. Yeah. yeah. Stop looking and start obeying. Stop looking and start obeying. So he, he's promised a nation. But what does Abraham have to do? In Genesis 12. A prophetess, um, Keisha, would you mute, love? I think your uh, volume may be on. Thank you for joining. That's my beautiful sister from Alabama. Amen. So in Genesis 12, the Lord says to Abraham, leave your country, your people and your father's house and go to a land. I'll show you. OK, instructions. Here is what I'm going to do. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great. God is going to do all of this. I will. I will. I will. But what's your portion? OK, I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. Verse four. So Abraham left <laughs> as the Lord had told him. Uh Oh, but Lot went with him. So partial obedience is still disobedience. But thank God for grace and mercy. OK, because to not obey is sin. Failure to obey God is sin, but thank God for grace and mercy. So did that cancel out everything for Abraham, the promise that he made? No, it didn't, but it caused him some consequences. It caused some unnecessary warfare because now his herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen are fighting with each other. But I didn't tell you to take Lot. So now you're suffering you're undergoing some consequences because you didn't fully obey. You partially obeyed, but thank God for being God because he still fulfilled the promise, but Lot had to go. <laughs> but I want to point out that Abraham left as God told him. What is God telling you to leave? Who is God telling you to leave? Go to the place. Get away from your people. Get away from your family. Get away from everything that you know and love, everything that you are familiar with. Do you know why he told him that? Because his daddy worshiped idols. So it's some things I'm telling you to get away from because where I'm taking you, that can't go. That mindset can't go. The belief systems can't go. And so therefore, I got to separate you. I got to get you away from this 
because I'm about to have to deprogram to reprogram. Now he said that I didn't even have that on my paper. I'm about to have to deprogram to reprogram because really you're not even in the place where you can fully receive what it is that I promised. So go to a place that I'll show you. What does that look like? <laughs> oh, me moving from Florida to California. No family. A good friend that I adopted from FAMU. But go to a place because there's blessings. There's something connected with your obedience to get to the place that I'm taking you. And now here we are. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be having this conversation with you had I not gone to that place. I wouldn't be married to my husband had I not gone to that place. I wouldn't have my four children had I not gone to that place. But I had to leave from my family. I had to leave from the ministry that I was born into. Oh, boy. And sometimes it'll be that you have to move to a geographical location. But what about when God is trying to take us to another dimension of the spirit? And there are some things that he's requiring that we leave behind and that we let go in order for you to ascend into the next dimension in me. Will we obey? Because obedience matters. And it's not always glitz and glamorous. But there are rewards attached to obedience. So that was the first thing with Abraham. But then when we go over to Genesis 22, really verses 1 through 12, but I'm not going to read all of them. But in Genesis 22, God had made Abraham a promise of a seed and he fulfilled it. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. Ooh, he tested Abraham. He tested Abraham. What is it that he's testing you on? What was the test? Let's see. He said to him, Abraham, here am I, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, the one I promised you, and Sarah. Take him, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I'll tell you about. Verse 3, early the next morning. Can you say immediately? Early the next morning, he was in obedience, right? But he didn't have to sacrifice him because down in verse, uh, I think it's 11, the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not, know, uh, do, not do anything to him. Somebody say, now I know. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld your son from me. So I promised you this. You waited a long time for this. Even in your waiting, you went out and produced Ishmael. That wasn't the promise, right? But I promised you something and I fulfilled my promise. And now I'm telling you, or I'm requesting that you give me back what I gave you. He tested him. What is it that God is asking you for? That he promised you. And it's like, you want me to 
But you promised me this marriage. But you promised me this. And now all of a sudden, you're asking for it back? But it was a test. Do you fear me? Or can I say, do you love me more than that that I promised you? Because that's the test. I'm trying to check the matters of your heart. And then the faith. Because if, if you're sacrificing, do you trust me enough that I can raise him up and give him back to you? I told you we were going to be looking at how our obedience is tied to a faith, our test of faith, as well as our love for God. Okay, Moses. I'm just giving some examples. Go tell Pharaoh to let, but I stutter. Okay, but I'm calling you out of your comfort zone. I don't need to know about all of your restrictions. I don't need to know about all of your inadequacies. I'm God. <laughs> I made you, so I know. So I don't need you to give me a rundown on what you can't do. I already know that. Fully aware. But I need you to obey me anyway. Go. Because there's a people that you're about to have to lead into a place. So he goes to Pharaoh. What happens? Because again, we're talking about it's not always glitz and glamorous. So Pharaoh went, he had, to, I mean, uh, Moses went to Pharaoh a number of times, right? He's calling him out of his comfort zone. But when I look at Exodus 5, verses 4 through 9, what ended up happening? His obedience to go to Pharaoh made it harder because they started adding more pressure. So there are times when you're going to obey God and it's like, where's all this pressure? I obeyed you. And you mean I'm having to, I'm having to go through all of this. I'm having to suffer all this persecution. I'm having to go through everybody talking about me because I obeyed you because I did what you said. Mm-hmm. Obey him anyway, because he's doing something. And this is not just connected to you. Okay, Abraham, I'm going to give you another opportunity. I need you to speak to the rock in, Genesis, in Numbers 20. One time he did what he was supposed to do, but then another time out of frustration, he struck it. What happened? Because we're talking about obedience is not always glitz and glamorous. The people went into the promised land, but not you, Moses. Oh, okay. So you better obey God, regardless to what, because you'll mess around and there'll be a people that'll go into the promised land that you're withheld from because of your lack of obedience. Not me. Not, not me. <laughs> not me going to be raised up. Not me going to uh, watch God do all of these miraculous things through me. And then in a moment of frustration or what have you, I find myself in disobedience. And the promised land, the place that's flowing with milk and honey that I was supposed to be raising up to, to help these people go into, I can't go. Oh, okay. But are you ready for that? Are you ready for that level of obedience? To where, hey, it doesn't matter. I'm going in. I'm, I'm going to obey God to the fullest. Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. I'm not going to read them all. Read them, in, read, them, read them on your own. You're probably going to read them. All of those blessings of obedience. 
all of those blessings of obedience. So God literally tell, this is what you need to do in order to receive my blessings. Obey me. But then if you look at the latter part, 15 through 67, look at all of the curses that come with disobedience. So you have a choice. Are you going to obey God so that you can receive the blessings that come from obeying God? Or are you going to disobey him? And then thereby receive the curses that comes from not obeying God. I can remember when I went to the man of God about my call. The first thing I said was, I'm afraid of what this is going to cost me. And he was like, well, Sister Tiffany, <laughs> you can either suffer or go through the consequences of obeying him or suffer through your disobedience. You choose. Okay. I, I'd rather pay the cost of obeying him. And is there a cost? It is. It is. But is it, is the reward worth the cost? It is. A hundred times over. It is. But here's the thing. Why am I so passionate about this? Because a lot of times we're missing God. We're missing the blessings. We're missing um, opportunities because we won't obey God. And we cut ourselves short and we cut those that are attached to us short because of our lack of obedience. So I'm in a season in my life where I'm still learning obedience. And guess what? I'm at a mature enough state where I can now teach my children what obedience looks like. And so they have a greater understanding of this balance that I'm talking about. Because you see what it's like to obey God when you really don't want to. They've seen us crying while yet obeying God. Mm. Tears streaming down. Because that's really when it's true obedience. When you don't want to do it. Come on, everything in my flesh is like, no, please, why? Get somebody else to do it. I can think of more qualified people. I can think of more anointed people. Why me? Because you're the one that I've chosen. Because of the nation of people that have their eyes on you. Because of the influence that I have given to you. So no, I need you to do it. Because guess what? When they see that you can do it, then they know that it's possible for them as well. Come on, people. Because so many times we're looking at folks and it's like, it's so afar off. No, it's not. It's one step of obedience at a time. One yes to God at a time. And sometimes that yes, baby, come through blood, sweat, and tears. Jesus, do I really have to do this? Come on, even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. All God and all men at the same time. And there was a wrestle. There was a war going on. But I know what my assignment is. I know that this was part of my assignment. But come on, in the garden. Can this pass? So don't beat yourself up when you saying even Jesus. Can this bitter cup pass from me? But here's my prayer. And here's my prophecy. That a nevertheless will be birthed in your spirit. To where the spirit man will override. 
the flesh and the human part of you and the carnality that's in you that's saying, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Man, it's about to cost me everything. It's going to cost you everything anyway. You're going to pay anyway. Do you want to pay the price of sin? <laughs> or do you want to pay the price of, no, I'm going to obey God. And this going to hurt. But in just a little while, there'll be glory. In just a little while, I'll testify. Matter of fact, I ain't going to have to say nothing because he's going to testify through me as I continue to walk in obedience. And a lot of times, okay, I'm going to say this because I did a teaching last week. A lot of times, y'all, we think that we have to move when things are bad. It's not always bad when he's saying to go do something. It ain't because they bad, you bad, the situation is bad, but will you obey me? Because I'm, I'm taking you somewhere. And there's something that I'm trying to do. It doesn't have to be bad for God to be saying, no, move, and it's time to go do something else. Obey the man. Give him what he asked for. Because I promise you, Jesus Christ, you won't regret it. Joshua, come on, walk around the walls of Jericho and then shout. And watch the walls come down. But that don't make sense. But who said it had to make sense. For you to obey. And that's the part. If we're not careful. That's our main hang up. When it comes to obeying God. Because we're trying to make sense of it. We're trying to like. Yeah and all that getting to get understanding. But baby when he tell you to do something. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> Whether you fully understand it or not. He's God. And he knows what he's doing. I'm testing your faith as well. Will you obey me when I haven't given you step one, step two, step three? I just told you go to 10 buck two. I didn't give you all the directions about how to get there. But as you go, oh Jesus, as you go, I'll release more instructions. But can you get going first? Some of us, okay, God, we waiting on confirmation, after confirmation, after confirmation, can I tell you, it got to a point for me this year where he was like, I ain't giving not another. <laughs> not another. I'm not giving not another confirmation. Because if you don't know my voice by now, but I want to go back to Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Some of us don't want to suffer. And so then we don't obey God. Because I don't want to have to go through nothing. He went through for you. What do you mean you don't want to have to go through nothing? Who told you that this walk was going to be a piece of, piece, of pie, piece of pie in the sky? Never did he say that. You shall suffer persecution. Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Can you, can you try? <laughs> can you step out and at least try? Because in your trying, you're going to learn. I had to try some things so that I can learn his voice. Because too many times we're looking for everybody else to confirm. And he's like, but I'm trying to mature your ear so that you don't need all of the confirmations and you'll still obey me. Sometimes you ain't got time to wait for the confirmation. Come on, Abraham. And the next morning he got up. And straightway he moved. What was his confirmation? <laughs> Where was his confirmation? He just gave that to me. Ouch. But amen. 
Where was his confirmation? Come on, because we always talk about the father of faith. Where? Show me Bible where he got the confirmation before he moved. He didn't. But we like, I need, I need a confirmation. And there is safety in the multitude of godly counsel. So I'm not always saying that you shouldn't. When you're getting ready to make major moves, there's not one major move that I have made that I didn't make with fasting, with prayer, and with godly counsel. But guess what? At the end of all of that, I still had to make the move. I still had to make the decision on whether I was going to obey God or not. And I learned through my experiences. Okay, well, nope, I can't do that again. That wasn't. Oh, my timing was off that time. That wasn't quite. But I learned. And he said this about Abraham. It was counted unto him as righteousness. Faith. Because he believed. I'd rather repent. Believing that I've heard God and I'm obeying God. Than to never have moved at all. And now I'm in sin. 